guys, it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or in the middle of the night, whenever you listen to podcasts, just hi, and thank you for being here for episode three of That's What He Said. It is a dreary, rainy day here in Dallas, and I'm always reminded when the weather is like this that it's the only bad part of being a dog owner is when it's legitimately raining outside, and not just like a drizzle, but a steady rain, and you have to take the dogs out. They got to they gotta go to the bathroom. Bowie, our bulldog, he is very much in the habit of going poop as soon as he eats breakfast. He's ready to go. It's it's really lovely. I'm sure that so many of us wish we were the same way. Um, but I took him out and he is getting zoomies from the rain and kind of just wants to play around in it and bite the leash and run and yank my arm almost out of its socket and not poop or pee. So it's been an aggravating morning, <laughs> to say the least. I'm just so happy that I'm now locked in this closet without the dogs talking at you guys. So I don't know about you, but um, I'm very much the type of worker, I guess, maybe. Is that the right term? I don't know. Where um, I definitely, definitely want to do the fun stuff first and save the not so fun stuff for later. It varies day to day, but on a day like today, I know that I have a couple of big writing pieces to do. And I woke up and I said, okay, Emma, let's get those done first. So they're done. And I know that you can crank them out quickly. And then you can treat yourself by recording the podcast and editing it. And then, you know, I started getting into my morning, the rain and the dogs and the Bowie poop happened. And I was like, you know what, I just want to be happy and record my podcast now and edit it so it's off my mind and then I'll actually do the work I'm getting paid for. Is this a major character flaw? Probably so. Did it get me in trouble in the corporate world? Absolutely. I feel like I have a lot of nothing to cover in this episode so let's get right into it with part one which is what have you even been doing? So last weekend was a big weekend. It was a um, meet the parents weekend, but my parents and Zach's parents meeting each other. But before I get into that, um, I did want to talk about how I said on the last podcast that um, my friends and I were going to Hudson House for dinner last Wednesday night, and we ended up postponing that until last night, um, Tuesday night. And we made up for it in strides, let me tell you. We went all out. We got the dirty martinis. We, All three of us got the burger, which 
all three of us had never had, but we just heard incredible things and it 100% lived up to the hype. It was so delicious. We got uh, truffle Parmesan fries. We got the lemon broccolini. And then we fibbed a little bit and told the waitress that it was um, Getty's birthday. And, you know, did we straight up lie? Yes. However, it was a celebration because she's moving to Tulsa literally in a week and a half. And, you know, I didn't think that they would necessarily bring out a piece of dessert with a sparkler in it for a big move, but I knew that they would for her birthday. So, um, so we told them that it was her birthday and she just, wow, honestly, Academy Award nominee because she really played it up well and, you know, laid it on very thick saying 29 again. (laughs) Um, it was hysterical. So we got the key lime pie, which is more like a key lime tart absolutely delicious the crust was so good and then we got the chocolate pie which is like just a massive ass thick ass piece of chocolate pie and it was so decadent so good it wasn't too sweet which was really lovely not lovely because it made us want to eat the entire thing but really lovely because we could eat the entire thing without you know, feeling like we were getting a sugar overload. So if you haven't eaten at Hudson House, I definitely recommend it. It is just a delight. I've been there now for two brunches and two dinners and every single time has been really good. And it's always so busy. We went to the one um, in Lakewood off of Mockingbird and Abrams and it was a Tuesday night and it was bumping. So, you know, they're definitely doing something right. So as for the weekend, so Zach's parents, they are in Georgia um, and they drove in for the weekend and they got here Friday afternoon around like 4.30 and we had dinner pretty early on. We So we actually took them to Campisi's um, because up until this past weekend, we had this idea of having our rehearsal dinner at Campisi's. And so we really wanted them to, you know, see it, experience it, all of that, that they could kind of give us their blessing and sign off on it. So we went and um, talked to the manager about a rehearsal dinner. And he showed us the rehearsal dinner room, which um, was it's awesome because it's like totally private. And he told us that the max number of guests is 50. And he was like, not 51, not 52, literally 50. And he was like, the way that it's set up right now, like what you're seeing right now, this is for a group of 50 people. And as you can see, it's like we are bursting at the seams. Uh, But we really loved it. We loved the intimate vibe. I mean, Campisi's is such a Dallas staple. There's so much history there. And the darkness of the room is such a contrast with what our wedding vibe is going to be. And so we just thought that would be really fun. And when he said the 50 people thing, we were like, oh, well, there's like, there's no way that we, uh, we probably don't even have 50 people. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) boy, were we wrong. So we get back home and because, you know, I'm, I'm me. Before we went to bed, I I brought my computer into the bedroom and I was like, okay, I just want to go through our guest list really quickly and just 
calculate how many people we are potentially going to have at the rehearsal dinner. And I very quickly saw that we were at like 57. And that was that was holding back some too. And I was like, well, fuck. That fucking sucks. I was so excited about having this like super Italian mob feeling rehearsal dinner at Campisi's. And then in the morning, I talked to Zach's mom and we went through the list together. And then I started realizing I was very off with 57. In fact, we are going to have upwards of like 70 to 75. And our entire guest list is like 95 people. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh my God. Like, I just, you know, I kind of talked about this on Monday on Instagram, but it's like, obviously, this is my first wedding and hopefully my last. I love saying that. I just think it's funny. But I'm new to this. And, you know, even though even though like all of my best friends and my sister have been married and gone through the process, it's like I haven't been a part of every single little thing and I haven't sat down with them and taken notes on like what to expect and what's normal and what's not normal and all of that. So all of this is new to me, all of it. And, you know, it's 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 not a problem. It's not a problem at all. It's a blessing. Like I literally when I sat down to even write who I would invite to my wedding, I was like, I'm not even going to have like 15 people that I want there. Well, again, I was wrong. I've been wrong about a lot throughout this process. Um so, you know, our our guest list is kind of on the smaller side, but it's like everyone who is is invited, it's very intentional. And the same goes for the rehearsal dinner. And the thing is, is that every single person on Zach's list are out of towners. And I have like a pretty decent amount on mine. Plus, you know, even though Zach and I both have smaller families, it's like all of the cousins are married and that immediately like doubles all those numbers and yada yada. And, um, you know, I mean, of course, I know that we don't have to follow tradition of inviting every single out-of-town guest, and we're not, um, but it's just we're inviting a, a really good amount, and it just kind of is what it is, and Zach's parents are okay with that, and that's what they expected, um, and it's really important that to them to not, you know, um, not include certain people, so our rehearsal dinner is just basically going to be it's just going to be a lot more people than I ever expected it to. So anyway, enough about that. Let's get back into the actual weekend itself. So Campesi's was great. And then Saturday, we got up and we took Zach's parents to John's Cafe, which is another incredible Dallas staple. It's off of Greenville. Um, It's like almost Greenville and Ross. And you if you don't know what it is you've probably driven by it a thousand times and you would never notice it because it's a legitimate old school diner and it's tucked into this crappy strip mall um but it has been in there for years and years and they have so many regulars and it's just it's the best it's so simple like i i just feel like there there aren't any places like that anymore um, unless you go to small towns and this is such small town vibes 
and the food is so good. It's super straightforward, nothing fancy. It's like every time we go, we get the breakfast special, which is like two eggs, however you want, bacon or sausage, uh, toast, biscuit, or whatever. I can't think of the other the other carb. Um, and it's just lovely. And they have really good pancakes, too. So I guess in the past, Zach had taken definitely at least his dad there one time and his dad loved it so we uh took them to breakfast there it was delicious that's how we started our day and then when we got home um Zach's mom was talking about this certain kind of vanilla extract that she wanted to get us like she when they when they first arrived they literally had an entire suitcase of Christmas presents I'm not kidding you it like they brought one entire suitcase full of presents. That's just how they do it. And, you know, we didn't spend Christmas with them, so we didn't have the chance to exchange presents. And one of the books that, um, or one of the presents that Zach's mom gave me was a cookbook that's based around this particular kind of vanilla extract that's like really expensive and really good. And she could not find it in Georgia. So, she got online here and saw that uh, William Sonoma at North Park carried it, and she had never been to North Park. So we were like, well, that's definitely the next activity that we should do because you will be in total awe. So the three of us, Zach's dad, stayed back and just like watched football. The three of us went to North Park, and it was pretty fucking hilarious to see someone's reaction to North Park Mall for the first time, like being there for the first time, she was literally walking around in like total awe. Her eyes could not be whiter, just like looking at everything, all the stores. She was like, this is so nice. I could spend an entire day here. And we were like, yeah, I mean, people often do just that. So we went to Williams-Sonoma, got the extract. And then while we were there, Zach and I were like, well, since we're here and we like started a wedding registry with them online, maybe we should take the time to scan some stuff in store. So we attempted to do that. But let me tell you, their app in the scanner on that app kind of sucks ass. It was very slow moving, whether or not you were connected to Wi-Fi or using your data. Um, And not only that, but so many of the things that we wanted to add to our registry, you couldn't because they're like limited time and they're not going to be there forever. And so they literally won't let you add it to the registry. But it's not like we were trying to add seasonal shit. It's not like I was going over to the Valentine stuff and being like, I'll take six heart-shaped pans and... (laughs) Valentine sprinkles like we were trying to scan some like Le Crusette things that seemed to always be there but suddenly they were like no sorry you can't add that I'm like well that's the type of shit that I want to put on my registry that I would love if someone gifted me instead of buying it for myself so this has been a bust so we kind of gave up on that and then we popped into Oliver people's glasses um frames uh, across the way because I just like, I like to force Zach to try on different frames all the time. It's just really fun. So I didn't get anything. 
we took one lap around the bottom level of the mall so his mom could see more and then we headed back home so we had a little bit of downtime between um when we got home and when my parents were gonna arrive for dinner and it's just so lovely like i'm just so comfortable with zach's parents which is obviously incredibly important and you know i'm really trying to stick to my um workout regimen that i'm on with uh meg and also stick to my couch to 5k running days and zach was like no i want you to i want you to take this downtime and go work out because i know how much better it makes you feel and literally like it's nap time anyway just please go it'll make me really happy and his mom was like yeah please oh my god like go so that was really nice um and so I went to the gym for an hour and did that and then came home and for some reason thought it would be a good idea to make cookies even though it was like timing wise I really didn't have the time to do that with also like getting the house ready and getting ready myself for my parents to arrive um and uh, the cookies turned out I mean they were really good they were just chocolate chip cookies they turned out pretty good except they were insanely flat which I think that means that there was too much sugar or something I don't know whatever they all got eaten up so that's really all I care about I also have to say I was so nervous I was so nervous about our parents meeting like I've never had my parents have never met the parents of who I'm dating dating god I need to have to stop saying that um but you know what I mean so they they met my college boyfriend's parents literally just one time um and this is obviously a really big deal like we're all gonna be in-laws we're getting married uh it it was a big moment and I'm an incredibly anxious person so yeah like I was I was a little on edge I was a little on edge um, but guess what? It went awesome. They met, they got along. It was such a lovely evening. I mean, they were here. My parents were here from like 6.30 to 10. We got Terry Black's barbecue. We just brought it in to make things easy and to obviously, you know, let Zach's parents, uh, experience Texas barbecue. And it was just so great. Now, if you were watching my stories on Saturday night, you might recall that I took it upon myself to try out Michael Scott's infamous uh, libation, which is Scotch and Splenda. And no, I'm not kidding. It wasn't a joke. In an episode of The Office, I'm pretty sure it's called Two Weeks and it's season five and it's when Michael quits and he is just like fucking off in The Office because he can he is drinking something and someone asks what are you drinking and he says scotch and splenda and then he says tastes like splenda gets you drunk like scotch and i listen to the office ladies podcast religiously every single week with uh jenna fisher and angela kinsey and when they were going over that particular episode they made scotch and splendas to try while they were recording the episode and you know, they were like, this is actually not horrible. And I don't love scotch. I I really enjoy bourbon a lot more. But 
I was like, I'm just going to try it. We have Splenda here. I know that my mom is going to drink scotch tonight because she is a scotch drinker. And why not? Let me tell you, it is actually very good. It provides the perfect kick of sweetness without being too overwhelming. And I really enjoyed it. Now, did I end up throwing up all of the scotch and Splenda plus the barbecue that I ate? Yes, I did. But that had nothing to do with the scotch and Splenda itself, besides the fact that I had like five or six of them. So really, it was a volume issue rather than a taste issue or like my system reacting to the mixture of scotch and Splenda poorly issue. So I would say if you are at all intrigued, definitely go for it. Maybe just like have one or two and don't keep going back and filling your glass back up with Scotch and Splenda. <laughs> so on Sunday, we all slept in a little bit and then really exciting. Actually, we got to go to our wedding venue because I really wanted to give Zach's mom a chance to see it just to include her and get her even more excited than she already is. So we went to the venue and just did like a quick walk around so she could see it in person. And then we we actually went over to Paradiso um, to try and talk to them about a rehearsal dinner, but the events gal wasn't there. So I emailed her. But another Another big thing that I never thought about with any of this that Zach pointed out immediately is that, you know, they didn't have a private room. And that is pretty imperative if you're trying to have like a legitimate rehearsal dinner and hear speeches and maybe even like there be a TV or some sort of screen to project things. Um, and so he pretty much knew right away that it was not going to work, but I was being stubborn and was like but it's so pretty it would just be so cool to have it here and and then I quickly also came around and was like nah you're right this is we're gonna be you know going up against like the usual patrons who are here eating and noises and other music and it's just not ideal even though it's stunning and then we finished the day out by watching football and I made a little smorgasbord of like salsa and I made some homemade guacamole and we ordered actually some queso from taco joint which is probably my favorite queso in the Dallas area because it pretty much tastes almost exactly like Velveeta and Rotel, only like a little elevated. And it was a hit. I mean, wow. Like everyone, everyone was going on about how fucking good their queso is. So if you haven't tried taco joint queso, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm not too crazy about their food offerings themselves, but that queso, man, it's something else. And for dinner, we ordered out from standard service. I got the ahi tuna poke bowl, which is always delicious. And that was our weekend. That was our weekend with the Millers. It was great. Everything went so well. Everyone was in good spirits. And we saw them off very early on Monday morning. And that brings us to today. And you know, right now is a perfect time for a little ad break. All right. 
right. We are back uh, with That's What He Said, starring me, Emma's Thing. And we are heading directly into part two of the podcast, which is what have you been watching, listening to, and reading lately? So actually, over the weekend, with Zach's parents being here, they love TV. They love movies. So we actually ended up watching two different movies. The first one is called Red Notice. And I think believe it's available on Netflix and it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and our queen Gal Gadot. If you like super comical adventure spy movies, then this movie is definitely for you. I am not a super fan of movies like that and while I appreciated some of the aspects of this movie, I spent the majority of it looking back at Zach, exchanging glances, and rolling my eyes. It's just a lot, a lot of puns and uh, jokes that don't necessarily land. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Ryan Reynolds. I love The Rock. I think that he is... Uh, very, very talented and fun to watch. I, I've i never super taken to Ryan Reynolds as it is. And his sometimes his cadence and the way that he basically plays every single role gets a little a grating. And so I wasn't a super fan of this movie. But that's not to say that I don't like adventure movies or action. Sorry, I should say action, not adventure, even though I feel like Red Notice was a good combination of the two. But like, I hate Tom Cruise, but I love Mission Impossible. Like I love all of the movies. I think they're so well done. They're so well written. It's just really good. There were just so many aspects of Red Notice that I was like, what? And if you've seen it, um, one of the bad guys who has one of the eggs that they're looking for his voice was so not correct for how he looked for the role I just felt like I felt like whatever direction he was given to do with his voice and his accent and all of it was so wrong it 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 sounded really put on like I mean maybe that it was supposed to be overly dramatic and kind of like a caricature of a bad guy but it was it was very breathy like Dumbledore and I don't know it was it was weird I would give Red Notice a uh, C plus the other movie that we watched together as a family over the weekend is called The Old Guard and it stars yet another queen, Charlize Theron, who, honest to God, like, she is one of the most beautiful human beings I have ever seen. It's amazing to me how she can morph into so many different characters and how she looks incredible as all those different characters. Like, no matter the haircut or color or any of it, she's just so stunning. I mean, even though she was supposed to look heinous and monster you know what no I was about to say that there was still beauty within how she looked in monster there wasn't and she wasn't supposed to have any so she nailed that one too for different reasons anyhow so we watched the old guard which is um kind of a sci-fi movie about 
um, these immortal um, soldiers who there's only like four or five of them in the world and somehow they don't really ever go into like a big explanation about how and why they are what they are but the soldiers have been around for centuries and have seen so many wars and fought so many different battles like they've lived you know uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes and it was really good i i super enjoyed it i was really engaged the entire time i thought the acting was really good and the plot was really good. Also, something that I just have to point out that I just find so interesting is Harry Melling. He, I swear to God, he shows up in everything. I think he's gotten the most work out of the Harry Potter cast than anyone within the cast. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, he played Dudley, who was um, Harry's <clears throat> chubby, bully-esque cousin in in the Harry Potter franchise. And since he has gotten very, very thin, um, his features are incredibly sharp, very angular. And at the same time, he just looks so goddamn British. Like, you just... No, it's it's like he looks so British. He doesn't even have to open his mouth to talk. You already know what he's going to sound like. Um, and he always, always, always plays bad guy roles. He just has that look. And I'm very curious as to how people in Hollywood like him feel about that, like basically being typecast. It's like, listen, Harry, you you're a great guy, super talented actor. Um, you just don't look nice or like you would ever be a protagonist in a situation. So we are going to continue to only offer you roles where you're a lunatic or a sociopath or just a straight up asshole. Regardless, it was a really, really good watch. It just came out in 2020, so it's just a few years old. And I I definitely recommend it if you're into more like sci-fi fantasy mixed with action. Charlize is just such a fucking badass in it and all the fight scenes and the weapons and stuff like that. Very, very cool. And I would give that movie a B plus. Okay, now it is TV time. So several weeks ago, I posted on Instagram about how Zach and I had attempted to watch The Sex Lies of College Girls and that I wasn't really taken and I was very surprised and horrified because if you know me, you know that Mindy Kaling is my actual writing idol. She is just the most prolific woman when it comes to creating shows, writing shows, producing shows, directing shows. She's just absolutely incredible. So it was much to my horror that I wasn't immediately obsessed with Sex Lives of College Girls. And Zach definitely, I mean, he just didn't like it. And, you know, I'm honest to God, you guys, I have learned and I'm still learning that just because you have your significant other and you are getting married to them doesn't mean that you have to like all the same shows and watch all the same shows front to back together. I, you know, in my 
in my fantasy world, before I ever got into something so serious, I was like, oh, and we'll watch like every single series together. We'll binge them all. We'll love all the same things. That's that's not reality. So after seeing people rave about it online and then talking to two of my girlfriends who have the same kind of taste in uh TV shows as I do, who told me that I have to continue with it and give it a second chance. I I started watching it again last week and I love it. I love it. I don't like episode one just didn't grab me, but now I'm getting like more and more invested in the characters and all their stories and it makes me laugh. And Mindy's writing is just so flawless and I'm really, really enjoying it. And Um, Zach walked in on me watching it whatever night I was and I was like I'm giving this show another try and he kind of stood there and watched a little bit and was you know chuckling and I was like you can sit down and watch with me if you want he was like no like you just like enjoy your show like I'm just gonna like walk around and do some things around the house and I was like wow I guess this is what being in a real adult relationship is like he doesn't have to be obsessed with this tv show that's so obviously written for women who (laughs) had very similar experiences as these uh, college girls are having. What a revelation. However, we did start season two of Cheer Together and Cheer season one came out. What was it? I think it was January of 2020, January, February, Uh, because I mean, I remember starting the year off being absolutely out of control obsessed with cheer so it came out before Zach and I met and again like it's not a show that he was watching or was gonna watch on his own but I think at some point in the past almost two years I think that we've sat down and started watching season one together and then have just gotten so distracted by a thousand different things So we put on season two last week, and we are definitely going to go through that journey together. Um, I've we only got through episode one, and I feel like we started episode two, and then it was super late. It was like midnight, and it was time to go to bed. So we need to pick that back up. But um, already episode one, I just I love that they're setting it up between these two colleges like okay we have more of a plot line now there's a rivalry this is like am I watching bring it on for I don't know I don't even know how many bring it on movies were made so maybe it's like bring it on five maybe it's bring it on six regardless I'm very excited I have seen a lot of people posting about it on Instagram and one of my best friends said something in a group text that sort of I feel like it gave away how this season is going to play out which made me a little sad but um not surprised at all but I'm very excited to see Navarro go up against what what is what is their name Trinity Ugh, I already don't remember I need to look that up I'm sure like some of you guys are like screaming at at your phone right now telling me what it is doesn't matter. The point is that we started it. We're going to watch it. And I cannot wait to see how the season unfolds. Also, Monica is just like straight up fucking terrifying. Like, oh my God. I mean, it's no wonder that they are such a well-oiled machine and that the athletes are as amazing as they are and they win so much because 
I just don't even like if I had someone like that telling me what to do. Yeah, I'd probably like get a lot more done and I would probably just completely excel at whatever it was. But um, my boss is a little more lenient and I appreciate her for that. As far as what I'm reading, I'm still working on Pride and Prejudice. I feel like I'm 75 percent done. The big climax has already happened. So, you know, it's all it's all the resolve from here. Um, I would have gotten a lot more reading done over the weekend, obviously, if we didn't have people here that I was hosting. So I'm hoping to kind of catch up with that this week. And something really awesome, Zach's sister sent me three of her all-time favorite books with little post-it notes on each explaining her connection with them. It was such a lovely, lovely present. And the three books that she sent me were uh, Jane Eyre, Memoirs of a Geisha, and Outlander. And I'm very, very pumped to dig into those. I, I feel like my list of books that I want to attempt to read this year is just growing exponentially all the time. And I don't know how I don't know how you go about deciding like what your next book is going to be. I figure, you know, if you like the specific genre that you just read, you probably want to stick with that if you're like on a kick. But you may also want to completely switch things up and dive into a totally different style of writing and and storytelling so I don't know what my next one will be after Pride and Prejudice but I just thought that was so that was such a cool gift from her and I can't wait I can't wait to read them all all right so we are at the last part of the podcast which is what do you have coming up and Really, the main thing that I have coming up this weekend specifically is saying goodbye to one of my best friends as she moves to Tulsa. She doesn't officially move until next Saturday, like they'll drive off into the sunset or actually into the sunrise. Um, but we are having a little group going away thing with just like the five best friends at none other than the Mint, of course, on Saturday night. So that should be fun, but also sad and weird. And I think everyone is really excited about it, but also maybe feeling a little anxious about it as well. Other than that, I am trying to finish up all these new like one-off client assignments that I took on at the beginning of this year, this week, and obviously next. Another big big thing for the month of January is I really, really would love to have all of the big vendors booked for our wedding by the end of the month. And we're so close. We're so, so close. I think that we'll make a decision about the rehearsal dinner this week, hopefully. And really besides that, the the biggest things left are a I'm waiting to hear back from this hotel about blocking out some rooms and then b uh, finalizing who is going to do my makeup those are the two biggest things and after that it should be all the little details that are fun right <laughs> wedding planning is so fun and I'm having such a good time I really am I really am having a good time but it's also like planning this type of big stuff it's not I just feel like it's maybe not um, meant for the super anxious 
at heart people. Um, I have my moments where I'm just so, so excited and cannot freaking wait. And then I have moments where I'm just so overwhelmed and I start to get into that that headspace of like, oh, I just want this to be so good and I want everyone who comes to have such a good time and what if they don't and what if this doesn't look how I want it to and what if, what if, what if, what if. Um, trying not to do that, trying not to do that as much as I can right now and just trying to put my faith in that everything will turn out how it's supposed to and it's going to be marvelous no matter what, right? The last thing about this week is um, I'm going into week seven of my couch to 5k adventure and they're going to be my longest runs yet. So um, if you've been following along with that adventure, like if you've been following along and you ever send me any sort of encouragement or support or any of that, just know how fucking much I appreciate that. Like I know that um, exercise and all of that is not that kind of content is not for everyone. I'm just like so fucking proud of what I've been able to accomplish in the last month and a half using this app that I just have to share it. I have to because I'm just so damn proud. Like I cannot stress enough how I could not run. I did not have the stamina. I didn't have the endurance. I literally would crap out after like like a minute to me felt like I ran for five minutes. Um, and I remember like so I I started couch to 5K um, in July, I think. And I did it for like several weeks. And then stuff just like kept like I feel like life just got really busy and I missed a lot of the days. And so I just scrapped it all together because it's very much one of those programs that like you have to be very adamant about you have to do it you got to do the three runs every week you you shouldn't space them out too too much because you want to keep like building on that stamina endurance that you are um, working so hard for so there was just too much of a lull the first time that I tried to do couch to 5k back in the summer but my whole point in recounting this is that I remember a specifically one day where Whitney met me on the Katie trail to do one of my runs and it was very very early on in the program and the longest interval of running that needed to happen that day was like two and a half minutes and I struggled so hard like Whitney will attest to this I mean Whitney even brings it up like she sees me doing 15 minute stretches now and is like Emma like you literally were dying over the summer trying to do two and a half minutes. And it's true. Like, uh, I'm definitely going to write a blog about my experience thus far because I have a lot more to say about it than I that I can fit into an Instagram story or, you know, that I want to carry on about on the podcast. Um, and just some insights that I really, really want to share because I just it's it's I'm very passionate about driving the point home that I was never a runner and I never thought that I would be. And I still am not really like a quote unquote runner. Like I 
you will not catch me doing a fucking marathon, but it's just really cool. So keep your eyes peeled for that running blog post that I will definitely publish before the next podcast comes out. All right, guys. So that is the end of episode three of That's What E Said. Thank you guys so much per usual for listening. And if you've listened this entire time, you're the best. You're an engaged listener. That's all I care about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, if you feel like supporting me and doing me a solid, please share this podcast with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram and then on Apple Podcasts, rate it, review it. On Spotify, you can rate it. Anything that shows me that you're enjoying it and I should keep going because I am like Tinkerbell and if I don't get attention, I will die. (laughs) 